Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
What's happening? Welcome to ACC Tailgate on a Tuesday. Uh, I am your host, Will Dalton, a.k.a. Wilburn Gold. It is a pleasure to have you in. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Uh, no NFL football. I'll, I'm so used to saying, hope you had a great weekend of, you know, back when it was the season, NCAA football. And then I would say, you know, hope you had a great weekend of NFL football. But there's none of it. Uh, no NFL football. First weekend without it. Uh, kind of sad. Uh, but ACC basketball is ramping up, uh, which is always a good thing. Uh, by the way, since you guys know how kind of transparent and authentic I am at this point, I got me a nice plate of eggs and avocado here that I haven't touched yet. Um, you know, was getting prepped for the show and just didn't get around to it. So I'll have to eat that after the show. But I thought I would display my nice eggs. Uh, welcome into our podcast listeners that will be listening on whatever podcast platform you choose. I uh, hope everybody's doing well. So, actually, let me get my banners up here as we get going on a Tuesday. Hope uh, to get a lot of you in on the comments today. We always enjoy doing that. Jigs Dad 44 has been great in the comments. Spartan Barton's been great in the comments. Uh, I always enjoy the comments. It livens up the show even more. And then I, I always enjoy bringing you guys more value by getting you guys kind of live here on air. So if you want to get on the comments, I'll just drop your comment in here and we shall discuss. Uh, so I want to start with kind of the NFL news of the weekend, which was J.J. Watt uh, and the Houston Texans parting ways. Uh so let me start here. So I'm sure if, if you're over the age of 20, if you're if you're out of high school, let's just go there. Uh, you've probably had a bad relationship at some point, you know, girl or guy, uh, whoever, what, what, whoever you are. Um, and I know I've had a couple. Uh, and as somebody, you know, in, anytime you're dealing with a bad relationship, if you have a high quality individual in a bad or dysfunctional relationship, they aren't going to hang around for very long. It doesn't matter if it's a uh, romantic relationship, doesn't matter if it's a friendship, doesn't matter if it's a partnership, you know, or in this case, you know, a team Sports relationship, business relationship, what have you. High quality individuals, aka JJ Watt, are not going to hang around with a bad significant other, aka the Houston Texans, for very long. It just doesn't happen. You know, you might get a chance or two. JJ Watt was there for nine years, I believe it was. Uh, was the face or one of the faces of the franchise, beloved by Texan fans, beloved in Houston, and. Uh, with good reason, uh, you know, just everything he's done on the field, off the field, his personality, very uh, magnetic. Uh, he's just that type of character. But after, you know, maybe a, you, you're going to be lucky. So if you're in a relationship with somebody who's high quality and it's a bad relationship on your end, the high quality individual is only it might give you a chance, an extra chance. If you're lucky to, but beyond that, they're out of there. 
because they're not going to deal with it because they know they can get better. They know they deserve better. And they're in a position because they're a high quality individual that they know that and they know they'll be just fine without the other half that's causing the problems. And so they go their separate ways. And that's what happened with J.J. Watt uh, and the Houston Texans because, I mean, I, I, I knew this was going to happen. I knew it was just a matter of time. And we'll see what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson over there. But the Texans, I mean, they have gone through the steepest sp- spiral downward that I've seen, that I feel like we've seen in recent memory with a sports team. I mean, obviously, you know, I was talking about this with somebody the other day. It's like, you know, we've got, we know our teams in the NFL that have kind of been the laughing stocks. You know, the Jets are kind of trying to come out of it. They've been there for a little while now. The Browns were there for decades. I feel like the Falcons have had moments where they've been there. You know, it's not like they're there for extended periods of time because they've been good in recent memory. They just went to the, you know, they got one of those moments was in the Super Bowl against Tom Brady, and they never kind of recovered from that completely. Uh, but they haven't been like just consistently down there like the Browns and the Jets have. But I would say, and hello as we welcome in some new viewers, I would say that the Texans are officially there. They are in that status with where the Browns were for decades, where the Jets are currently trying to get out of. You know, we'll see. You know, obviously, we'll see what their new head coach does. Salah, I believe that's how you pronounce his last name, uh, who I think is a good hire, by the way. Um, and then we'll see what they do in the draft, and we'll see, you know, the Sam Darnold. I, we'll see. Um, so they're trying to get out of that, and I, and I believe that the Jets will. But the Texans are officially there where they're just at the laughing stock level. They're at the bottom. And it's crazy to think about. They were a contender a year ago, making a playoff run. Uh, you know, I remember that tight, uh, tight. Uh, I believe it was a wild card game against the Bills where they beat the Bills. Um, and then I don't remember. It might, uh, yeah, dude, it was the Chiefs. Was, they were up on the Chiefs in the playoffs. And then obviously the Chiefs did what the Chiefs do when they're down by that much, except for the Super Bowl this year. Uh, but the Texans were a contender a year ago. And now they've spiraled that fast to all the way at laughing stock level, where nobody wants to be there. And so I knew that a person of J.J. Watt's caliber, and you could already see it coming. I mean, we saw it with that press conference he gave where, like, we suck. Like, this is crap what we're doing like th- this is garbage we saw it coming um the writing was on the wall and i just knew now we'll see again we'll see what happens with deshaun watson i assume he's gonna find some way to get out of there i mean right now texans are playing a hardball and they're saying we're not interested i mean we've heard that they're not even uh having the conversation with teams right now we'll see uh i think deshaun watson still has the leverage here in that conversation. We'll get to that another time, but uh, assuming Watson goes elsewhere in the recent future or recent future, near future. That's how we say that. Uh, JJ Watt was not going to be the lone wolf to stick around in that crap hole. He wasn't. And if you know anything about JJ Watt, like I'm sure most of you do, you probably already knew that. Like, J.J. Watt was not going to be the lone wolf to stick it out there. It's like, oh, well, 
you know, this has been my team. This is my city. This is my franchise. Those days are over. When you are at this level that the Texans are at, doesn't matter. The high-quality individuals in a bad relationship are going to walk eventually if you don't get your act together. And the Texans are far from getting their act together. So, uh, and then obviously we saw J.J. Watt, you know, put the video out where he kind of wanted, again, high-quality individual wanted you to hear it from him and not the Texans, you know, didn't want people talking for him, didn't want reporters talking for him, didn't want ESPN talking for him. He put it out and just said, listen, we've agreed to go, uh, mutually agreed to go our separate ways, you know, was very professional about it and, you know, talked about how much he loved Houston, which obviously that anybody who knows anything about it knew that. Uh, he loves that city and it's going to be. So now the question is, where's he going to go? And we've already seen him getting tweets, you know, people – uh, trying to get them to come to their respective teams. I mean, you're going to, and you've already seen it, but you're going to continue to see it and hear it. The JJ Watt to the Steelers talk is going to get very loud. Uh, you know, obviously TJ Watt's already there. Um, the Steelers could use the boost on defense. Uh, that was one of the areas they struggled in, specifically their secondary, which obviously JJ Watt's not in the secondary, but he would definitely upgrade instantly upgrade the Steelers uh and their chances and their defense and then it's just a matter of all right so what are we going to do with Big Ben because Big Ben's got another year on his contract he's going to play it he's going to be getting 37 million guaranteed they did just sign Haskins so far in the offseason the Steelers did so it'll be interesting to see kind of what happens at quarterback my money is on they're going to let Big Ben play until it and maybe it won't even get to this point, but they're going to basically let Ben have it for his final year unless it just gets so bad uh, that they have to pull him because it's affecting the team's potential to maybe get into the playoffs or something of that nature. Then we might could see a change at quarterback, but my prediction is they're going to let Big Ben have it as long as it possibly makes sense to let him have it. Uh, in his final year of his career, I would assume. Um, I have also seen talk about J.J. Watts to the Packers would be big. Um, wh- who else? I feel like I've seen people say maybe to – I don't know that I've heard the Rams. I can't remember specifically who else I've heard. Um, maybe it was the Rams. I don't know. But I, the Steelers and the Packers, I think, are the big ones, specifically the Steelers because obviously his brother, T.J., is there. Oh, the Packers, because that's where he's from, Wisconsin. That's why. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But, again, high-quality individuals, they're not going to stick around in bad relationships for very long. And J.J. Watt and the Houston Texans, no exception. So, since we're on the subject of the Texans, I will briefly say this. You know, we've talked a lot about Deshaun Watson and where he could potentially go. We all know – where I'd like him to go, we we all know that, um, and that's actually where I'm going with this. Just for a few minutes, and then we're going to get into some ACC basketball. You know, I've been reading up because I'm, you know, the whole Deshaun Watson thing really fascinates me because, again, I mentioned it earlier, the Texans are playing hardball. Like they they are not going to let him go easily. You know, uh, we we recently saw this kind of stuff with. Ironically, it takes place in Houston uh, yet again, 
we saw with the Houston Rockets and J- James Harden in the NBA, uh, you know, the Rockets kind of played hardball a little bit, not to the degree that it looks like the Texans are, but the Rockets, you know, made it clear, you know, we want, we want it. We want it for James Harden. You better give us something good, deep. Uh, and obviously the Nets did that in a big blockbuster, like three, four team trade, whatever it was. Um, I feel like the Texans are playing even harder hardballs because right they're acting. I don't know if it's pretend, a front, or legit, but they claim they're not even having the conversation with teams right now. They're not even uh, entertaining the idea of getting rid of Watson. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out because so far it looks like Watson is going to stick to his guns on this because he's a player of that caliber that can afford to stick to his guns on this. Now we saw with James Harden and uh, the Rockets, you know, he kind of just forced his way out by being, quite frankly, a pain in the ass, an awful teammate, and just pushing his way out. I didn't particularly like the way he did that, um, but, you know, a lot of people think, you know, well, he did what he had to do, and we've seen it, you know, he, he gets over to the Nets and just completely flips the switch. Uh, I don't know that I see Deshaun Watson doing that, you know, throwing balls at teammates, being a, an ass, uh, just showing, acting out just to get his way out of Houston. I don't know if I get to see Deshaun Watson be that type of character, um, I don't know. I just don't know that he would stoop to that level, but I am curious to see, because I mean, again, Harden, while he was doing that, I mean, he played games for the Rockets. I mean, he was playing half ass and still dropping buckets, but not obviously like he could. Uh, so I don't know. It's just, like I said, this whole thing intrigues me. Like if they do really stick this thing out with Watson, like, is he going to show up? Is he going to play if it, if they really stick to their guns like into the season on this? Like, he's is he even going to show up? Or is he just going to completely punt the year because he has? And I think it's possible he could because I do believe that a quarterback of his talent, you know, he's one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. He has potentially that level of leverage to just punt the year. Now, I don't know how many years he has left on his contract. Maybe it's just this one. I don't know, um, but that whole that's going to be interesting to see. But the more I read into this, and this is what I was getting to, the more I read into it, I mean, th- this isn't – I mean, obviously this is me as a hopeful Panther fan, but this is legit stuff I'm hearing. Like I've, I've read articles, and I was reading one specifically last week uh, by ESPN where a lot of their uh, you know NFL uh, writers – basically kind of gave their two cents on where they think he could go and why. And the majority, like more than half, a little more than half of the reporters in the article seem to think he could go to the Panthers, like legit. You know, and obviously I brought this up and they mentioned this in the article because of his ties to Georgia. That's where he's from. And then obviously he went to Clemson and South Carolina, you know, it would be a really good fit for him to go to the Carolinas again because he has ties there on multiple levels. So that would be a factor, which is something I brought up when I first started talking about this. Uh, They also brought up the fact that David Tepper has shown, the owner of the Panthers, 
has shown to be very, very aggressive when he wants something with his pocketbook. Like he offered, you know, Matt Rule literally had the pen in his hand, was about to sign to be the head coach of the New York Giants, and then, oh, hey, yeah, Dave, that's how much you want to offer? Hey, I got to get out of here. See, I'm heading to Carolina. That's literally how it went down. Uh, because of that's how much that David Tepper wanted to get rule because he believes in his and so do I. He believes in his ability to build a culture, build a winning foundation, which I think the Panthers are coming. And to that point, if David Tepper knows he's got some, he's got a nice receiving core with uh, Anderson, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, and then McCaffrey in the backfield. You've got the setup on receiving and in offense. The defense is is coming too. Now you've got to figure some, something out on the O-line, and I think they will. But David Tepper knows that if he gets Deshaun Watson with McCaffrey back there, those receivers to work with, and, jo- and uh, uh, Joe Brady uh, as the offensive coordinator. Oh, my God. Like I've heard that Joe Brady would love to work with Deshaun Watson in that offense. Like I I've heard several people say that, Oh, could you imagine some of the things that they would scheme up? I mean, I I know specifically I've been talking about how the play action, the run game would be that much more lethal because you've got Deshaun Watson who can run and pass, you know, not just run like Cam Newton. Uh, And then you've got obviously one of the best, if not the best running back in the game currently in Christian McCaffrey back there, the play action run plays that they could come up with. I mean, it would be lethal, but you got to get the O-line figured out. But I'm telling you, just going off of how aggressive David Tepper has already shown to be as an owner and knowing what Deshaun Watson, you've already started to build a nice foundation in Carolina. They overachieved without Christian McCaffrey last year, winning five games. Uh, Doesn't seem like a lot, but if you actually take a look and peel back the onion on things, what they were working with, where they're at currently, they overachieved. You add Deshaun Watson into that mix with that coach, with that offensive coordinator, with that receiving core, with that running back, it's going to be a problem. And Carolina is a year, if not all, like they are, if not already, as soon as Deshaun Watson gets there, they're like a year or two tops away from Super Bowl contention. Two years tops. So, all I know is I only brought it up because I knew I was going to be talking about J.J. Watt and the Texans and all the Deshaun Watson stuff that goes with it. So I just kind of wanted to bring that up. Like, it's getting a little – It's get, it seemed a little far-fetched at first because it was like, uh, it, it was more of a, God, wouldn't that be something? I mean, I kn- I've always known that Teddy Bridgewater was never for the long haul. He never was. They would obviously trade several first-round picks and Bridgewater to get him. But – it's becoming louder. It's becoming louder. That's all I'll say. Uh, so let me real quick mention our sponsor because we really appreciate them uh, taking care of us here at Landry Football. They uh, are American betting experts. They sponsor ACC Tailgate uh, and all of our other shows here on Chris Landry Football. They're one of the largest licensed sports and casino vendors in the U.S. We've teamed with them to provide you guys a special gaming offer. Uh, and all you're going to want to do is you're going to go to our website, LandryFootball.com, click on the ad in the upper right side of the page, 
and then you pick among the gaming sites legal in your state, BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, and then you'll instantly receive an account deposit match or risk-free bet. It could go from $100 to $1,000. Uh, it's literally that simple. So, again, go to our website, LandryFootball.com, subscribe if you don't if you haven't already, and then get in on that offer at the right corner, upper part of the page uh, from American betting experts. We definitely appreciate them around here. Uh, for sponsoring our show. Um, so let's get into some ACC basketball and football briefly. We'll get to basketball in a minute, but I got to mention this because it did, it was also a big event over the weekend. Trevor Lawrence had his pro day. And really, I don't have that much to get into about it other than just a moment of admiration for God. Because, I mean, obviously we haven't seen him you know, in action since uh, the bowl game, the big one. Trevor Lawrence is, I cannot wait to see him with Urban Meyer down in Jacksonville, assuming that's where he goes. Um, He's going there, but you never know. (laughs) Crazy stuff happens. Uh, I cannot wait. And I I talk about this. I mean, Trevor Lawrence was throwing bombs. Now I get it. It was just a combine practice, uh, pro workout. I get it. But he was throwing bombs with ease. I mean, like six, I mean, you guys saw that 60 yard bomb. He threw just. I mean, just like, like clockwork. He's going to be fun to watch in the NFL. Like there's certain, we don't see very many quarterbacks. Like you just know there's a, they're, they're just not going to be a bust. Like, it, you just – their game is going to immediately be a game changer in the NFL. You don't see many quarterbacks like that. Obviously, we didn't – at least I didn't think think it at the time, and I'm sure many of you didn't as well. Justin Herbert appears to have that ability uh, because I think the Chargers are going to be interesting to watch, and they're going to be an issue next year uh, for a lot of teams to play, but largely in part of Justin Herbert. Uh Joe Burrow seems to be more of a game changer for the Bengals than a lot of people expected. Uh, I was hopeful that his game would translate uh, as well as it did at LSU in the NFL, and it obviously has, and probably better than we expected. You know, he's kind of changed the minds of a, of a lot of naysayers as he was coming into the league. So that's going to be fun to see him. Uh, that's get, God, that's going to be such a good division. You know, with Baker and the Browns, Joe Burrow and the Bengals, Lamar Jackson and the I mean, just that that division is going to be stacked uh, once Joe Burrow is healthy and gets back, which he should be at the start of the season, I assume. Um, but yeah, it's going to be fun to see Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer get together because, as I mentioned already, you know the reason I think it's going to work so well is because Urban Meyer is used to working with this. College talent. He's used to college elite talent and winning bowl games with that and championships with that. You know, because sometimes when, you know, let's say you've got a legendary college coach like an Urban Meyer coming into the NFL for the first time or just coming in the NFL period, uh, you might have a stubborn veteran on your hands or somebody that's, you know, they're, they're just, they're bought into their own ways and, they, they don't click with the new coach very well. 
you're not going to have that with Trevor Lawrence because Trevor Lawrence is coming straight from Clemson and Urban Meyer is coming straight from Ohio State. And Trevor Lawrence is used to working with elite college coaches, Dabo Sweeney, and Urban Meyer is used to working with elite college quarterbacks. So it's almost going to be like the perfect marriage. I'm telling you, it's going to be perfect. And it's going to be a beautiful thing to watch. And I can't wait to come back to this conversation and uh, in, in the next however long it is till we're halfway through the NFL. So I guess next October or something like that. It's going to be fun because I just, that marriage of elite college coach, elite college quarterback coming together uh, and just kind of picking up right where they left off in the college game. Uh, it, I think it's going to be something, it's going to click very well. I can't wait to watch that. So that's exciting uh, to me. So let's get into some ACC basketball, and I'm only going to mention this briefly because I've been beating the FSU basketball bandwagon. I don't say bandwagon because I'm not a fan; I'm a Carolina fan. But I have beating, I have been beating the FSU drum for several months now since before the you know since before the season started when we were first talking about the preseason rankings with FSU and how I thought they were a bit too low. And then either last night or the night before, whatever it was, they go out, FSU's number 16, and they took out number 7, UVA, by 20, by 21. They won at 81 to 60. They hit 13 threes. It was, it was raining threes for FSU. I'm telling you. Keep sleeping. Keep sleeping on FSU. Telling you. That was that was the big one. That was a big one. I mean, FSU has had several nice wins this year. Uh that that one was the best one so far, I think, and just the way they won it beating again, a top ten team, UVA number seven, who's been a tough team to beat this year, by 21, hitting 13 threes. I told y'all not to sleep on FSU. I told y'all not to do it. And and there were a lot of FSU – again, I think they're a little better than they were last year. A lot of FSU fans disagree with me and think last year's team was better. I just – I don't know. I think they got a little – I mean, not ridiculously better than last year, but I think there are a little bit more. Uh, and, again, FSU shows why you shouldn't be sleeping on them and why they were ranked – I believe it was 23 going into the year, top twenty in, in the top 25 preseason poll. They were 23, and I told you guys it was a little too low. And they continue to show that. Because right now they're already 16. And they just took out the number 7 mm-hmm. uh, UVA with ease. Hitting 13 threes. It's a beautiful thing to watch. Uh, so let me, let me finish up with this. Actually, it's not what I'm going to finish up with. So I saw something. Uh, you know, we just had a little moment of admiration for Trevor Lawrence's pro day. Uh, the other other day. And I saw something that ACC Network posted on Instagram this weekend or the other day, whatever it was. And I wanted to bring it up because I've told you guys on numerous occasions uh, that I am a diehard Carolina fan to my core. I hate everything about Duke. But as somebody who produces sports content, I also have the ability to take those goggles off and put the objective goggles on and tell it like it actually is. 
And I'm here to tell you that Coach K is the GOAT. Not Roy, not Dean Smith. They're up there, but I'm not. Coach K is the GOAT. Oh, it pains me to say that, but it's the truth. And just because, I guess, in the nature of, you know, Carolina went through it last year, so I get it. So obviously Duke fans aren't happy this year. I don't know why I'm doing this, actually, now that I'm doing it. Because screw you guys. I mean, I'm glad you're in pain, Duke fans. Makes me feel good about myself. Damn it. Uh, But seriously, because Duke will be back next year, they have a very good recruiting class coming in. We'll talk about that at a later time. But, you know, I heard all the chatter about all Roy's done. You might should move on from Roy. Last year when Carolina had their first losing season under Roy and, oh, I don't know, forever. Um, So I've heard a lot of the same stuff about Coach K a little bit this year. Uh, So I just wanted to refresh your memory on what's been going on over at Duke other than this one losing season that Duke has had and ever. I digress. Coach K, 1,165 career wins, most in NCAA history. 1,092 wins at Duke, most wins by a coach at a school. 97 NCAA tourney wins, most in NCAA history. Are you seeing a trend here? Five national titles, most in ACC history. God, this sucks. Uh, 15 ACC tournament titles, most in ACC history. And 28 NBA lottery picks, most in draft history. I say all that as a Carolina fan, mind you, to prove that I am objective here. I'm not just a Carolina fan who's all Carolina all the time because, damn it, that's not realistic. But I understand what Duke fans are going through. Carolina fans went through it last year with all the Roy Williams chatter in one losing season. And Roy doesn't even have the numbers. He's got really, really, really all-time good ones, but not obviously what Coach K has. So all this chatter about Coach K – Oh, this might be it. This might be it for Coach K. Might be time to start thinking. Just relax. You got a really good recruiting class coming in next year. You'll be okay. Uh, And, you know, when you got a resume like that, know that I'm being serious when I say this year's an anomaly for Duke. I would hope you would already know that, but some of you, I believe, needed a reminder. So. That was awful. Uh, So I'm going to finish up with this. So I saw something uh, somewhere. Might have been Instagram. Obviously, there was a lot of chatter. By the way, how how about Tom Brady throwing? Oh, yeah. Can we talk about this? It just popped in my head in real time. Can we talk about whoever that woman was? that wanted an apology from Tom Brady for tossing the Lombardi Trophy to the next boat, Gronk's boat, I believe it was, in the parade down in Tampa 
it was her name was Lorraine, and her father, I think, made the first Lombardi trophies or something like that. Whatever. And she wanted an apology from Tom Brady for tossing the Lombardi. Why? Why do you care how he celebrates with the trophy? Because let me tell you something. It might not be called the Lombardi Trophy for long. You literally want an apology from a dude who they might name the trophy after one day. Maybe. That's a stretch, but you get what I'm saying here. You really want an apology from that guy. The guy owns the trophy more than anybody else. And you... Come on now. My whole thing, on a serious note, my whole thing with like, you go and watch the video. Of you. Like, I don't understand why it would disrespect her that much. Uh, again, given who it was that tossed the trophy, Tom Brady, the GOAT, somebody who just constantly wins the damn thing to the point where he could, to the, probably to the point where he's like, ah, it's all right, I got another couple of ones back at the house. We'll go get that one if they would have dropped it. Like, it's just like, let them celebrate how they want to celebrate. Stop being a Karen. Yes, I said Karen. Oh, Karen Lombardi is, is what that was. Just let them celebrate how they want to celebrate. Stop stop trying to put a needle in, in everybody's fun down in Tampa. Like, come on. Give me a break. That's all I got. So uh, now to the actual segment that I had. Before we wrap up here. Uh, so I saw something where, or actually I saw it a couple of times on social. People were trying to compare, is Brady more LeBron or is he more Jordan? I think he's more LeBron. Now, obviously, there's going to be those that are going to rebuttal that. And be like, oh, he's not as clutch as Tom Brady. Talking about LeBron. Oh, he's not as clutch as Tom Excuse me, he's not as clutch as Tom Brady. Oh, he's not. He doesn't have the killer mentality like Brady does, that Jordan does have. Uh, he, he doesn't have the rings yet uh, that Brady has. It's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about, because obviously LeBron is an established champion. He's got four rings now. He ain't done yet, I'm here to tell you. He's an established, you know, forget the, oh, he doesn't have six yet. Stop. It's not where we're going with this. He's an established champion. He's won a ring for three different teams. He's a champion. He's been the MVP on all of those teams in the finals. And I think, and this kind of goes back to the segment I had on last week's show talking about how Tom Brady essentially pulled a LeBron down in Tampa this year in the sense that he decided, I'm going to go here, aka Tampa, because they've got already some pretty good weapons that I can work with. Uh, he had some moments with Bruce Arians that, you know, some would say they didn't have the greatest of relationship, although I think that's a stretch. I think people dig too much for stuff like that. I, I think they were just fine. Now, obviously, you're going to have disagreements, you know, because Bruce Arians going to have his ideas. Tom Brady's going to have his. Mm -hmm. That's just how it works. you got to figure it out. But – LeBron has had to deal with coaches that he didn't particularly 
probably care for as much or agree with a lot. Uh, so there was that angle of it. Uh, and quite frankly, Tom Brady gets people involved and makes people the best. And we saw this. He did this to the whole organization this year down in Tampa, who's been a dysfunctional organization for a while. And now they're winning Super Bowls with ease over the Chiefs. That ain't easy. Nobody else has done that. He completely changed the culture down there in a year. A year with no OTAs, with no preseason at that. And so when you consider all that, and he got everybody involved in the Super Bowl. Gronk, got back, that was the best game he played all year. Got him involved twice in the end zone. Got A.B. involved in the end zone. Leonard Fournette was running in touchdowns. Like, he got everybody involved. So, and obviously I'm sure he had something to do with the defense as well. You know, just the, just the mentality of it. He had an effect on everybody. And that's really what LeBron has done everywhere he goes. He's upped you know, the, the culture everywhere he goes, you know, he, and at the same time, the team that he left goes up in smoke. The Patriots just did pretty Now Bill Belichick really kind of overachieved with what he had seven and nine, you know, uh, just given what was left, you know, uh, a, a declining, unfortunately, again, because he's my favorite player, Cam Newton with literally nothing in the cupboard to work with. Uh, so some would argue that, Pagers didn't quite go up in smoke, but compared to what they used to do, they were kind of up in smoke. LeBron left Cleveland the first time. They get the first overall pick when they got Kyrie because they were the worst team. Left Miami. They didn't completely fall to the bottom, but they went from like four straight NBA Finals appearances to barely scraped into the playoffs. And then when he left Cleveland the second time, again, up in flames. So we've seen this, we've seen that similar, it's because they bring that mentality and that winning culture to everyone around them and they get others involved. And I don't think, back to the point, is Brady more LeBron or more Jordan? I think he's more LeBron. Jordan didn't do that because Jordan had that, again, uh, you know, one of the reasons that people argue so much in favor of Jordan over LeBron is because he had that that killer's mentality, that assassin's mentality, which is true. It served them very well, but he did not get his teammates involved and make everybody better the way LeBron and Brady do. He just didn't. That wasn't his style. That wasn't his way. He, you know, he was more, I guess, about him. I don't want to say he was selfish, but he was more about getting his than upping everybody. I'm not saying he didn't make players better. Uh, you know, he, I think he made Pippen better, but he didn't do it in the extent that Brady and LeBron do because they get everybody better. I mean, players that you've never heard of before are better when Brady and LeBron are on the team. It's just a fact. We've seen it year after year over and over on different teams with LeBron because Brady's only been on one different team, the Buccaneers, than the Patriots. So that is why I think Brady is more LeBron than he is Michael Jordan. So that's going to do it uh, for Tuesday. I'm out of breath. Uh, I'm ready to eat my, ready to eat my eggs here. Get a little, get a little bite. Um, I appreciate everybody who tuned in live. Uh, appreciate our sponsor, American betting experts. I appreciate everybody, uh, who listened to the podcast and I appreciate everybody who's watching this after being posted. 
uh, on Twitch. You do not go unnoticed. Um, I believe we had the most viewers on our last episode um, uh, that we've ever had on this show. I think we had 38 people total watch, um, which, you know, for this show is a lot. You know, we've been trying to, you know, uh, Chris Landry's really been trying to build this uh, channel up and it's, it's coming, it's coming. So uh, you've got to give props to uh, Chris Landry for really putting all this together and doing such a great job. Uh, with this whole network that he's been building. Uh, so I appreciate you guys uh, again for, for watching and just keeping us going. We appreciate you guys appreciate. Uh, we didn't really have any today, but I'll always appreciate the comments. Uh, you know, I love being able to get you guys in here. Uh, appreciate again, American betting experts, our sponsor. Uh, so we will see you at Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Hope you'll tune in. Uh, probably talk a little more ACC basketball. Uh, on Thursday with the ACC tournament coming up and, you know, the regular season coming down the stretch. So we'll get into that. Uh, but until then, hope you have a great rest of your week. Uh, we got some more content coming up for you. The Chuck Oliver show should be coming up here in just a few minutes. So get in on that as well. And until Thursday, hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll see you next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.